Why do we do it? Why do we watch horror films and read horror novels and play horror video games? Stick around. Pain. Not the pain. The pain of being dead. I can feel myself rot. It's reading right, man. Look, you're not reading it right. Um. Welcome back, everybody. We are finally back after our hiatus, and we are very excited to be here in this very balmy, hot summertime that we're going through right now. It's like 98 degrees here. Sexy. Yeah, it's fun to be here, but not outside. Oh my God, you should be here right now. It's been butt-ass raining for days. Plus, it's like... 98 degrees at eight o'clock in the morning so you step outside and like your skin well like the hair on your arm starts melting off i know it's disgusting it's so wet it's gnarly like it's wonderful but oh boy it it's it's a wake up so guys what have you been up to on our break anything interesting anything fun andy no um no i just been uh you know living out here the beach life um Fishing, hanging out, working on my garden, watching movies. Down by the yeah. beach, boy. <laughs> right near the beach, boy. Who the fuck are you? Gardening, fishing? This is crazy. Dude, it's I'm telling you, like I have like this whole big tropical garden and it's it's fantastic. I never thought that it would happen, but boy, I love it. That's such peace. That's awesome. Such peace. <laughs> that is the summer thing to do, I guess. But no, yeah, just good times down here and uh, you know. Good stuff. What about you, Dustin? Uh, just the same old stuff for me. Watching movies, going to work, playing music. Repeat, repeat. Yeah, repeat. In that repeat. order. No, I mean, but I love it. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think. I'll probably throughout the this this season of the podcast talk about new movies I've seen that I've liked. Um. Oh, I'll tell you one I didn't like: Black Phone. Fuck that movie. Yeah, you were telling me that that was not as good as everyone's raving about. I don't understand. I'm like, are we that, like, is there just not enough horror in, like, theaters right now for people to, like, understand the difference between a bad one and a good one? Because this is just awful. There's no excuse to me. Yeah. but It's a Blumhouse, isn't it? Yes. Well, that then that explains it. It's the ATM. Cha-ching, cha-ching. It's, um, the... It's hard to get movies in the theater if they're not action, blockbuster, Disney-made, right? Everything's... Yeah, if it's not Jurassic Park 10. Everything's kind of like a flash into the theater for a second, and then it goes right to streaming. And then good horror that kind of flows, flies under the radar will never make it into a theater. So Yeah, or it'll play it like at, a, at, at like an obscure theater somewhere and then you have to go and watch it for the three days that's in there and then it's gone and then it shows up on like a weird like arrow video streaming service or something out of nowhere i mean um, that is fun to not it's like oh shit this random one just came out and it's like this is actually pretty good like i guess the last horror type movie i watched that was like i wasn't expecting to come out didn't know it was going to come out was the mad god movie Oh my God! I was about to ask you, have you yeah, watched that? Uh, I really liked it. Um, 
That's probably the the last newer one that's come out. Um, it like the last one that went to theaters was probably X, and I did like Crimes of the Future. Um, oh yeah, still I haven't, haven't seen either. that yet. But it's not my favorite David Cronenberg or anything. But it's still glad that it actually went to a theater and and our city so i could actually see it in a theater but yeah we finally got a theater here that's not 45 minutes away and it's actually a pretty rad theater like it's nice they have like a popcorn vending machine like you walk up it's got like this huge like glass popcorn situation and they give you a bucket and then you just walk up to it and you push the button and like popcorn like comes down and then right beside that button is a butter button so you can like layer the popcorn so you go popcorn Butter. That is popcorn, the best thing butter. ever. It's, the future is now, and it's happening <laughs> down the street. Yeah, that's badass. But yeah, so hopefully they'll still carry in uh, movies down here. But yeah, Mad God, that shit was awesome. Like that was, it made me wish that I like did hallucinogens again. Like I was like, wow. Oh, I did remember. There is another new one that I saw. <laughs> is um, Watcher. It's gonna be on Shutter eventually but Kay and i paid to uh rent it early um i I think her name's micah monroe maybe from it from it follows and the guest she's the star of this movie oh yeah yeah it's really really good i was very impressed with it that's probably the the last one besides mad god that i watched that was really cool i we had Kay and i had tickets to see the 40th anniversary of the thing we get to the theater and they're like, Oh, we're having uh blackout issues. We can refund your ticket now, or you can sit in the theater and give it a shot and hope it plays. And we sat in there for 30, 40 minutes. Nothing ever happened. Like nothing at all came on the screen. We got, got our, uh, like a ticket voucher and left. And, there was only two showtimes for that. It was like on a sun one time on a Sunday and one time on a Wednesday, and we were at the Wednesday. Yeah. It sucked. We were pissed. I think a lot of people had that happen to them. Uh, we had it happen. Well, the big thing we we went and saw it on Father's Day, and we went to this shitty theater. Well, it's not shitty. It's like meh. It's like it's a meh theater, and. The movie didn't start for about 20 minutes past what it was going to start. And then they wouldn't turn the lights off. So the lights were on for about a good 10 minutes of the, the opening. And But the, the, it was a big problem. The aspect ratio, um, it wasn't widescreen. So you had like a whole big part of the, the screen that wasn't being used for the movie. And that was people were complaining online about it. So uh, whoever put it out, like uh, redid the thing and they're trying to show it in like the proper format. It was kind of a bummer, but I mean, I, I got to see the thing on a movie yeah. screen. So yeah, it, I, it could have been better. I did a couple years ago um, for like one of the flashback cinema things. So I can't complain, but Kay didn't get to see it. And she, that's one of her favorite horror movies. So it was a bummer. There was ton, there was tons of old men in there that were just, super pissed at like this it was like a nerdy little like 20 something year old manager that came in and i know he was probably having a panic attack having to tell all of us this 
Like it wasn't going to work and he was going to have to refund us. There was like this one old guy or he, he was like, I got ticket vouchers right here for everybody. We're going to accommodate everyone. I'm very sorry about this. And this one dude yelled like, what about my $20 fucking popcorn? <laughs> and he was like, we will refund that too, sir. We will make it happen. I'll give you a garbage bag, pull of popcorn. Will that quiet you down, sir? Here. Yeah, so, fuck that theater. anyways, <laughs> oh well, Daniel, you haven't said anything about what you've been up to. Yeah, fuck me, I don't nothing. No, it's, what have you been doing? Uh, kids recording an album that's taken quite a while to record with my band, Ooh. and uh, uh, yeah, a lot of one-year-old hanging out, meaning my daughter, the youngest. We just have to kind of chill with her. There's not a lot to do. Swimming pools galore. Yeah. That's always fun. Um, what else did we do? Um, uh, we went to a oh, we went and saw Paul McCartney. Yeah, Ooh. that was cool. And then, edit that out of this. And Ooh, then uh, <laughs> we're gonna go to the Atlanta Aquarium next weekend. Oh dude, are you really? Yeah. Oh my god, it is super duper worth it. It is, yep. Man, it's fun. It's very good. If you've never been, go to the Atlanta Aquarium. The one time I had a chance to, I uh, hung out with Cliff and went to some shitty little mall and so he could find some milk and gummy worms to, to eat and drink. What? That sounds about right. That was, <laughs> it was during your bachelor weekend. I know, but why do you go to the mall for milk and gummy worms? I guess it was like the only place that was close by. It was not a good mall. Like It, it didn't have... Like any big name clothing store, it just had like a couple of. It was almost like just kiosks, and then there was like an Eckerd's or something in it. That's <laughs> where it was like an, an Eckerd's and a Hamrick. This sounds so like it was a like the marketplace mall. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a flea market. Yeah, it was almost like that. Just looked nicer. So it's summertime, everybody. It's our That's favorite. Right. It's Dustin's favorite time of the year because of the weather. He loves it so much. Joking, right? You hate it. I fucking hate it. Really? Oh, sad, buddy. I love it. I love the sweat dripping down my man tits. It's I do too. It's my favorite thing. I want it to, the sweat to like roll down my body so it feels like there's constantly bugs on me. <laughs> I love it. Everything sticks to you, especially sand where Andy is. Oh, it's great, dude. I have it on me right now, actually. Since it is summertime, we're going to do a special little uh, couple episodes of... So what we're doing this uh, these next two episodes is we're going to talk about our favorite slashers. And there are some rules to this. Um, there is a very fine line of what a slasher film is. It feels like uh, people have very, they have very specific wants in slasher. Um, we may go over that line, so eat our assholes, whatever. We're going to go over that line yeah. probably. But we definitely made the rule where we're not going to pick any of the most famous slashers like... Michael Myers or Jason or Freddy. Yeah, nothing mainstream. We're trying to stay not super under the radar, but like to the side of the radar. I think some of these picks will to will they're pretty under the radar. Um, so true cabalt only. Yeah. <laughs> true cabalt. There was a 1938 German slasher film, but it was all is all done with improv with uh, <laughs> hand hand gestures. Black and white. No sound, no music. All right, which one of you guys wants to go first? Or Daniel, okay. this is your idea. Why don't this you, is actually your idea. You why should don't go, you first. go first. I feel like you never go first, anyways. When we do, you have things. to go first. Well, you can't just front load this on me. Go. Give me a beer. Somebody give me a beer. Really? No. So by somebody, it's just me here. So yeah. <laughs> <It's> like <somebody. laughs> by somebody, I mean you. Give it. 
Roxy. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and hit it. This is the first one that came to mind when I did uh, came up with this idea, and that is Leslie Vernon behind the mask. It's behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. I'm sorry, partly dyslexic. Mask, I'm Larkley. The mask, which I'm behind of Vernon Leslie rising. It was mask a fucking Yoda impression, Dustin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Vernon, mask mm. behind. Mask you wear. Yeah. Rise you are. So my first pick was behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon, which is kind of a considered a comedy in some respects, and that's kind of what I like about it. It's not. It is. It takes all the tropes of slasher films and explains them to you in like a funny way. And one thing I love about this film is that. In this world that Leslie Vernon lives in, all the main slashers exist, and it's kind of a goal to be as badass as those slashers. So Jason exists, they talk about Camp Crystal Lake, Michael Myers exists, they talk about Haddonfield, and they talk about Freddy Krueger existing, and you know who in the movie, I'm not going to go too deep into these things because I know we're going through... But do you know who owns the house that Freddie uh, lives in in that yeah, world? Yeah, it's, it's Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder owns it. It's crazy. And it's the, it's the house. It's 1428. And yep. Robert England is actually in the movie. Yeah, he plays Doc. Mm-hmm. Doc yeah, the, he's the Loomis. He's the this. Loomis in this, yeah. yeah. So Leslie uh, is the main slasher in this. Uh, Leslie is like a regular guy, and he wants to take up a career as a slasher, and he wants to be remembered as the best, and his father was a slasher. Uh, who is actually the guy on Walking Dead, the farmer. Uh, y'all know his name? Merle? No. <laughs> the old guy. He I don't know his real life name. I know he's dead now. All right. Oh, um, uh, oh my God. I love this fucking movie to death, and I can't remember his name. It's like right there. It's very early. Shiloh? Well, it's not very early. <laughs> Shiloh. Hello, I'm Shiloh. I am going to be your murder consultant today. Yeah. Uh, I'm an old timer. Shiloh the, Shiloh the Terror, they called me. Um, oh, that, he doesn't play Merle. What am I fucking talking about? No, I just know he has Merle. like some old That's man Michael name. Rooker. Insert that man's name here. I'm looking. Give me some time. Um, Eugene. Eugene. His name is Eugene. But what's the <laughs> actor's real name? His name is Scott Wilson. He has yeah. passed. Yeah, he passed. Yep. No, Eugene is, is not in... his character's name in Walking Dead. No, not in Walking Dead. His name is Eugene in this movie. Oh, excuse me. In the, in the Walking Dead, he's Mr. Walking, or Doctor <laughs> Dead, Dead Man Walking, Dead Man, Dead Walking Dead. Anyway, continue. Um, this movie is a hybrid of footage styles. It is a found kind of footage. A, a found footage they would say from a news crew perspective, and then eventually converts into a normal like third person. Uh, yeah, it's style. like a mockumentary type style. Yeah. He basically goes through Leslie. He he goes through all the things um, that he does, and he he is so knowledgeable about like the whole slasher idea, and he can predict people's reactions um, with his victims. You know, he's basically just torturing this one girl. He has a plan, and and the news crew catches all the little things that he does to make that girl's paranoia go really high, which I, I fucking love that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the movie's not like great, 
The acting, except for Leslie, the acting's not great. It has the girl who played Kevin McAllister's sister in it who says, Les Incompetents. And really? I didn't know that. Yeah, she's the main. Holy shit. She's the main uh, reporter. And then it's got Zelda Rubenstein as like a librarian. Mm-hmm. Dude is that plays Leslie um, is super fun to watch. His name is Nathan Basil. 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 And um, as far as him as a character, he's normal most of the time. But then when he puts on his 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 like uniform, I guess, to be the serial killer or the slasher, they they intentionally tried to make him look like a child because he has a backstory that they go into that he died and uh, it was you know that kind of neglectful child child dies kind of story, kind of like Jason. This whole movie yeah. is a homage to all different characters. Even the characters' names are um, like Doc Halloran, Robert England's character. Yeah, yeah. Everything kind of is like... Is a Shining reference. Everything is familiar. And yep. like with the stories, with the protagonists, with the antagonists, it's like this is all... Like you kind of know what's going to happen until the, the twist comes, obviously. Yeah, so as far as his uh, outfit, he he looks like a kid. He wears dirty overalls and like thermal underwear. He um, has he, a scythe as a weapon. Yeah, he has that hand scythe, and it even goes into the detail of like under his mask, he wears a makeup that is fireproof and it limits bleeding if you get cut, and that adds the element of this supernatural feeling to him as a a stalker. Well, he's also able to like <laughs> he he jokes about like. It, there's a lot of cardio involved with this yeah. like, to make it look like you're just walking behind your victims, but you're fucking running like hell. And he can, and it's how it's shot. It's still like he's supernaturally like vanishing and reappearing. Yep. Yep. So you get yeah. to hear him talk about how he, and see him work out really hard and talk about how hard it is to walk while the other person's running and still catch them. But then yeah. um, you get to see him in action as well, which is really cool. That's now, the one of the best parts about this movie is like all the tropes of slashers or horror movies. It goes into like real world explanations of how they're doing it, like how a door would slam behind you. He's you know he does like a trick. He's like I put a a fishing string on a brick and I pulled it out from her and it slammed behind her. And I'm over here, but you know I'm, I'm you know I had to run over here from cardio and you know they couldn't start their car because I pulled out the spark plugs and like yeah. I, I cut this tree branch and it's just a whole bunch of shit. And you're like, that's fucking awesome. Like real world applications to things that you've been seeing since you were a kid yep. about uh, these movies. And one I like a lot is uh, she, he, he shows her how he nails the window shut at this place. Um, and she's like, they don't break the window. He was like, you know, they, <laughs> they never really do. You'd, be, you'd think they would, but they don't. Yeah. So yeah, that that stuff is just that makes this movie top notch for me. Um, his mask, though, it looks like an early Slipknot mask to me. It's, it's it does. It makes it, it, it kind of looks yeah. like a frowning doll head that's blue that they stuck like matted orange hair on the top of. It's not original, but it it works somehow. It's still. I mean, I guess all those masks are, are kind of stupid. Even uh, Michael Myers. You oh yeah, it's like a it's a super simple like baby doll esque looking mask with like a little bit of frizzy hair and a little bit of a mouth, um, but it but all of it like together it it does work like it's nothing you're like oh my god that's terrifying you're like eh it's kind of I mean there are certain scenes like close up when you see his eyes 
and like yeah that looks crazy like that like that looks cool but otherwise it's kind of like your generic um (laughs) moon face mask and when they said that they created it to like make it look like a child it made it less effective for me i'm just like it does it looks like some kind of half-ass you know well i think it just adds to the spoofiness of this yeah for sure but it's cool like how it picks on everything but the when it remains serious it does have a a cool horror element to it that like damn i kind of like this you know yeah when they finally get to the killing it gets it gets good especially i think my favorite kill in this movie is um he removes a person's heart with a post hole. Oh, I was getting ready to say that one too. <laughs> the post Boop, hole and pulls digger. it out. Yeah. And I think that's the goriest part of this movie too. It's not a gore fest. You could probably you know, get by pretty easily if you're anti or not anti gore, but you know, have an aversion to gore, but Yeah. It's a uh, it's pretty good. I mean, uh, there's like 10 kills in this movie. Um and they're all pretty pretty generic you know the girls riding the guy and he kills two of them you know the whole the whole shebang so. yeah some of them you don't see you just kind of hear it or it's implied that it happened like yeah. when he goes after the the you know the, the couple the couple fucking on the bed and he comes out of the closet and you hear him and then he runs back and he's like okay all right okay and they're like oh my god <laughs> he's like i just killed these people and they start freaking out. That is my first pick. I, I think you should check it out if you haven't. It's kind of a hidden gem to me, 2006. It's only an hour and a half. It's pretty quick to the point. It's a very, very fun movie. Yeah, yeah it. it's, it is really good. It's funny. Um, I remember I bought this movie when it first came out at Best Buy in 2006 because I, I think I had read something in like Room Org or something about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. And this was back in the day where I was buying like every horror movie that came out at Best Buy. So I got it and I watched it and I I loved it. Like I fell full on head over heels in love with this movie because it was kind of scratching an itch I didn't even know that I had. And I, I thought that how it was written, how it was done was something original that hadn't been done before to that day. Yeah. And so this was back in the MySpace days. So I got on MySpace and I wrote the director, Scott Glosserman. Like I wrote him this whole thing telling him about how much I love the movie, how how brilliant I thought it was, like, you know, pretty much just sucking this dude off. And he wrote <laughs> me back. He wrote me back like a day later and like thanked me and was like, dude, that's so cool. Like, thank you so much. I'm glad that, you know, people are, you know, enjoying this movie. And like we really tried really hard to do something, you know, a little bit, you know, you know think out of the box. And uh, it was really cool. But yeah, I do love this movie. It is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you find it, um, watch it. It's a lot of fucking fun. It really is. It is. It is very good. Well, I'm, I like. I'm glad that you guys like it. We agree on this one. That's good. Yeah, totally. Very much. Cool. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Or can I say it how I did originally? The Rise of the Mask. The yeah, Rise, the rise of, mask. of the Mask. It's Vernon, the cartoon from the '80s. Vernon Leslie. <laughs> Leslie Vernie. Mask I wear. It also, that name reminds me of Lizzie Borden, and I wonder if it's kind of a a, a play on that. But like anyway. the band? The band or the... <laughs> no, the, the axe murder. I remember... Me against the world. I also bought this on DVD when it came out, and it had a very cool uh, slip cover case that... Uh, so the yeah, it opens up. The mask, and it could yeah. fold open. I always thought that was really cool. All right, Andy, what you got? Okay, so for... 
my first one. I like to kind of I like don't get me wrong, like I love all types of slashers, but what really gets me is the ones that you kind of have to like deep in the grass search for. So um, my first pick is 1981's Final Exam. Now, this movie is going to be part of a block for my next one. It, it was totally an accident that it happened. Uh, this was filmed in North Carolina um, and like some parts in South Carolina, too. But um, basically, this is your basic slasher plot. Um, but this movie was coming out at a time when a lot of slashers were coming out in 1981. I mean, you had like Friday the 13th to deal with and stuff like that. And those were kind of just like leading the way. Um, but this was pretty much one of the ones that got thrown like, down to the ground just because people people were just chucking them out final exam you know like fucking graduation day blah 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 everything was like something 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 i know i was gonna say i i feel like i've seen this but there's a chance i have not seen this actually because it is very similar like you're saying to a yeah. lot of these films back then and the thing about it is is that okay so basically it's your basic plot and i, I can read you the synapses it's pretty funny um it, this is the only synapses. a psycho killer shows up on College shows up on college campus to slash up pretty co-eds and dumb jocks. That's it. So what happened, like what it's about is it's about this college. And at the beginning, there's like this couple and they're fucking making out and they're, they're like, Oh, kiss me. I don't want to spend money on beer and like da da da. <laughs> and dude jumps on the car and he just starts, he pulls the dude out of the car and starts stabbing the fuck out of him. That's the starting gun. Uh, so basically what you're watching is it's a killer. It's a man and he's wearing an army jacket and pants and like a, a weird, like a, a black bowl cut hair situation who is like as strong as like a bear and a bowl cut, man. Pretty, yeah. Like a long uh, party bowl cut. And so he's just there for no reason killing these teenagers. And, I think that's what I like about it is because there's never an explanation of who he is, what his name is. He's not an escape mental patient. He's not someone's, uh, you know, pissed off dad, uncle, brother. I know what you did last summer, whatever the fuck. It's just a dude. And he's just there killing people for no reason whatsoever. Um, the kills in the movie are, they're, they're, they're fine, but it's nothing that's like super like, wow, that's, that's never seen that before. Um, yeah, there's the going to be thing, a lot of that in, in a lot of these films. too. Pretty much, yeah. Like the general feel of the movie is like, I love it. Like it's a very like, like the music, how they, they set the tone and stuff like that. Like I said, this isn't like a movie you're going to fucking like you know, go bananas for, but this does have like a very big cult following. I am one of the followers of it. Um, like I, I think it's great. Even the poster um, looks like the Friday the 13th cover with like the outline of the person with the knife, yeah, the whole big stuff. body kind of. Yeah, exactly. Um, but basically there's little to no gore in this movie. Like there's, it shows people getting killed. There's like blood, but it doesn't, it always shows them getting stabbed like in the dark. Funny enough, 
uh, there's a character in this movie. His name is Radish. And he's like the nerdy guy who's like obsessed with murder, obsessed with serial killers um, in a time where that wasn't really a thing you didn't see. So Wes Craven, Wes Craven watched this movie and that's where he came up with the idea for the Randy character in Scream, which is, you know, uh, which oh. is uh, what's his nuts. And, um, you know, the guy's always talking about, you know, horror films, like the rules and all that shit. This is that character is based off of this guy from this movie. That's so cool. I always thought that was pretty fun. Kind of like um, evil, an evil character. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's this one part in this movie that you cannot do today. So this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's, <laughs> it's whatever. So there's this scene in, and they're at a college campus and it's, it's broad daylight. And you know, you got fraternities and it's a whole thing about like frat bros, like being jerks to pledges and chicks and you know, stuff like that. All that. Do it pledge. Yeah, I saw they tied some like half naked dude to a tree and poured light. They did. They tied him to a tree. They stripped off his clothes. And his girlfriend helped. Like he's like screaming, help me. And she's like, I gotta go study. Tied to a tree. They poured ice down his pants. They threw sugar and like shaving cream and whipped cream all over him and left him at one point, like the the uh the security guard comes up and pours like liquor down his underwear. He's like, have a drink on me. And then that guy, that, that guy winds up getting himself perished. But yeah, so there's this scene when like this van just rolls up in the middle of the uh, college campus and like four dudes rock out and fucking ski masks and automatic weapons. I was just going to ask about they this. start shooting everybody. Yeah, like on the on like on the quad ground, whatever the, the quad or the, the grounds or whatever, and it's showing uh, like like blood coming out, and like people are freaking obviously freaking out, and then like the Randy character he, like runs, he's like, oh my god, it's happening, and he, runs, <laughs> and he calls the police, and he's like, the psychopaths are here, and uh, it turns out it was a uh, spoiler alert, it turns out it was all a prank, and they were there to, I think like. Uh, Cause a distraction so one of the dudes could like get an A on a test or something like that. That's a long, that's yeah, a long, uh, that's the long con to get an A on a test. So yeah, so it pretty much it, it ends up with like the killer and is stalking this girl, but it never explains who he is, and it it has no, you know, there's nothing to it. It's just your straight up slasher. Like I, a lot of people hate this movie. I love it. Like, I think it's fun. Like, it's definitely not, I'm not, it's not changing my life, but I think it's one of those ones that people should watch, especially if you are into slashers, if you're into like 80s horror, especially like, um, because this movie is is still in that time period where, you know, horror kind of had died and slashers were, you know, kind of coming out. Yeah. Um, And, I don't know. I think this one. No, it wasn't. This is. Um, it was not. Hang on. Oh, never mind. It wasn't. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I think what, you should check it out. His, uh, does he have a weapon of choice in this? It looks like he's got a knife a lot of times. It is a knife. Like, it, it's a knife. Uh, one he, guy. He gets stabbed he, with an arrow or something. Yeah. So the guy that they got to, to be the killer, he was actually like a uh, stuntman karate instructor who did all of his own stunts and all this shit like he was just this big fucking dude and so he was able to do all this stuff um but like at the end spoiler alert again 
at the end they're in this uh clock tower uh bell tower at the at the college and um i think it's like the coach and he's got a bow and arrow because he's like up early to go hunting because and like his accent is full on like north carolina it is awesome hey man <laughs> hey man what you doing up there i'm trying to go hunting i'm trying to go hunting I'm getting a deer stand i got my deer corn yeah, exactly. Deer corn. <laughs> so like he's chasing the killer who is also chasing the girl up the, you know, up the up the tower. And he like shoots an arrow at him and the killer catches the arrow in midair, which actually did happen because the guy could do that. So he caught the arrow and then goes downstairs and like stabs him with the arrow. Um, That's pretty yeah. awesome. And he does kill this one guy, this one jock dude who the name of Wild Man uh, on like a piece of um, gym equipment. <laughs> So yeah, it's pretty fun. Like once again, once again, like it's not, it's not going to change your life, but I think it's fun, uh, especially just for like the Randy aspect of it. Uh, I don't know. It's a good time. I think it's, it's fun, especially like if you're just trying to get as many slashers as you possibly can under your belt. Yeah, for sure. So, I yeah, definitely that, need to watch this one. And uh, it's available on YouTube for free actually. And, and it's a Blu-ray rip, which is odd on YouTube. So. That is odd. Yeah. yeah, you can find a lot of cool shit on YouTube. I'm finding. I find that people put 4K in the title when it's definitely not 4K. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like 2.5K. Yeah. Please give me clicks. Lovely, lovely clicks. Please yeah. give me likes. Please subscribe. Listen for the bell. Ding ding. Yeah. Final exam, 1981. Check it out. Yeah, I've never seen that one either. It looks cool. Um, here's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to add in the taglines. I couldn't find any taglines for behind the mask, but for final exam, uh, the one I'm seeing right away is, "Some may pass the test, God help the rest." I know, I love that. They say <laughs> it in the trailer too. It's like, "Some may pass the test, God help the rest." Like, okay, that's on the VHS. Yeah, yeah. Let's see that. Those are those taglines when you were a kid too. Like when you were in the video store, you. Well, we've always talked about how the art looks a lot more like destructive than the actual movie is. And you read that and you're like, oh, my God, what happens to those people? They must be getting fucked up. And you're like, oh, no, not really. <laughs> Go ahead, Dustin. What you got? For my first one. All right. God, this whole idea was super hard for me because like we obviously know like the the obvious ones. Right. Like like you said, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those so it's like to me, like what is a slasher? And I was gonna go like I was gonna go broader, be like, because uh the first when you type in like what is a slasher on Google is like typically a person who kills their victims with a a knife and they stalk and murder a group of people and they slash with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I did pick all of my movies based off of what Google told me was a slasher, just to guarantee oh. that it is a slasher. Aren't you just a conformist? Well, I mean, I, I was going to do the house that Jack built, but I do feel like it's more of... I asked Jeeves.com. Yeah, I asked, <laughs> asked Jeeves. Anyways, my pick is uh, Maniac from Yay! 1980. Um, I love that movie. It's great. And I love that this the main character, Frank Zito, played by the late Joe Spinell. He Wonderful man. it's it, like I don't know, it's just different because 
It's about like this guy who's been well. His upbringing is that he was severely like abused by his mother, who was a prostitute, who like would leave him alone for long periods of time, make him watch her Very have shades sex. of shades of Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah, beat the shit out of him, just torture this dude. So, of course, he grows up to be a serial killer, and his uh, trademark move is uh, he kills young, beautiful women, and he scalps them. His main uh, weapon of choice is a huge, like, uh, hunting knife. And he takes the scalps, and he uh, attaches them to the heads of mannequins. And he, like, sees his mother in all of these women, and the mannequins, too. And I re- that's part of, I mean, the, the uh, kills in the movie are super brutal to me, and, uh, like, sorry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place in my mind to, to get this all in there. No, no, it's fine. But, yeah, the kills are super brutal, but the th- other thing that I really love about it is just, I think Joe Pin- Spinell plays just, like, he just does such a great job with this. He just seems so tortured by this. Like, he doesn't really want to kill them, but it's, it, it, you believe he's actually crazy. Like, I just believe it. He talks to himself a lot, like he's talking to his mother, or his mother is talking to him, and it's just crazy. And uh, I'll jump to, like, you know, anytime he scalps somebody, it was very brutal-looking, pretty cool as a horror fan. But there is this one scene where he he goes out with a double-barrel shotgun, and he mm. just jumps on the hood of this this car of this couple, and he the first shot you see blows this dude's fucking head off, and it's Tom Savini. That was, yeah. <laughs> so it's very rewarding to me <laughs> to see Tom Savini. Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Like, Piece of shit. I I really enjoyed that, but most of the scenes that I love the most are just the ones where he's talking to himself and the flat like kind of like these weird flashbacks he sees things he starts to see things too um but yes he he's he kills a variety of different women some are just like regular innocent people and then some are like ladies of the night and eventually he meets this one woman he becomes particularly fascinated in and he she she photographs models and he starts to pursue her. She seems to kind of like him, and they develop a relationship, and it seems like maybe he's heading to some sort of normalcy in his life, but that goes away, and he eventually wants to trap her and keep her at home like he always wanted his mom. Like, stop, don't go out, mom. I told you, know, kind of shit. And it has a great ending. Um, mm-hmm. Just if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. Well, there's there's something about this movie that I love and this time period, nineteen eighty, any any kind of movie in this era that is filmed in New York City just feels fucking gritty and grimy awesome fucking to me. nasty. That's like the best time. Yeah. It's so good. It has a good ambiance to it. Yeah, this is a um I I love this movie just because it is so fucking gritty and just that time period and um just how it looks and how it feels and like when he's walking around you hear like him kind of breathing like you just hear like it's like very pov and he's just breathing 
and just he just chases people like there's a scene he's chasing this woman through a um a subway and like gets her in a bathroom and, and this this whole thing and it's just creepy and nasty and how he kills people and how he looks like he's a visually terrifying man he's also he i mean like joe spinell is a big crazy looking dude but he has um, he, i love his voice he sounds like a nice guy you yeah know? but he does look like he looks like he's crazy. He can, yeah. he plays it very well, and he's like in a lot of like big movies. And uh, y'all talking about the feel of, especially in that time period of New York City, and it feels like grimy. It, he was also in Taxi Driver, and they have similar feels mm-hmm. to me, especially in regards to the, uh, when he goes out at night. It's like it's filthy, it's bad. It's there's you know people randomly being mugged and murdered and prostitution and you know so forth and so on. It's just. It, it's a really dark movie. It's just really cool. Um, and the score for it's uh, pretty awesome, too. I love the ending. It, it's, like, just a bizarre kind of crazy ending. It's almost supernatural-like to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is also a Bill Lustig joint, so yeah. maniac cop fame. So yeah. very grimy, gritty. But uh, I'll go ahead and give you some taglines of this movie really quick, if that's all right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. One is just a direct quote from the movie. It's the most popular one. It's on the big poster, which the poster, the main poster for this movie is fucking awesome. I'm sure people have seen it. It's been used, you know, in other things, too, like for bands and stuff. That's how I first saw it when I was a kid. It was like on a straight edge shirt, but it didn't say maniac. It just had uh, the image. It's uh, like the... Going basically the belly button down to this character's feet, and you see, like, in one hand, he's holding a huge knife, and the other one, he's holding the scalp. And it says, Maniac, in a really cool font, and it says the tagline, I warned you not to go out tonight. And here's some other quotes for, or taglines for you Run from this man. (laughs) Run from this man. Your terror is unreal because the horror. God damn it! Excuse me. Your it says ter- all that. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let me get it. Let me get it over. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me get it over again. Uh, your terror is unreal because the horror is insane. It's your turn to experience the maniac. There is in. There is nowhere to run and no time to pray. There's Dude, two. I've more. never heard that one. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Here's two more for you. You can lock your windows indoors, but you can't lock the madman out of your mind. And then finally, it will tear the life out of you. (laughs) He's going to get you. Oh, boy, he's going to get you. He's going to cut you. But that's it. I mean, you guys have seen this movie. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Like, uh, yeah. It was like the only one. Uh, for sure, whenever I was looking through all the lists of what are slashers, I was maniac. I was like, I got to do that one. Yeah, it's very like it's 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 a full on slasher. It's like a visual. It's like a visual nightmare. And it holds how, up. It yeah, holds it holds up. up like to this day, um, how it looks, how he plays it. It still makes you very uncomfortable. Like I know some people that just don't like watching this movie just because it makes them so uncomfortable especially like with the scenes of him at his house with the, with the mannequins and stuff like that, but it's supposed to, that means that it's done its job. And I just like the visceral nature of how everything looks and how nasty. There's a one very prolonged strangulation scene in that movie. That's very uncomfortable. And Joe Spinell sells the hell out of it. He looks fucking crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy eyes. 
Like he's sweating. He's got the the, the big scum stash. He's got the hair. Like yeah, when he he's at plays. home, he is just like unkempt and filthy. And when he goes out, he's like dressed fairly nice. He seems like just a normal person. And that's I guess another part of what's great about the movie. Like you know, this uh, anyone could really be a maniac. Yeah, exactly. Like you gotta be like, well, that that nice guy who claims to be an artist could take me back and cut the top of my head off. All right. So, uh, Daniel, do we start with you with our second picks of the evening? Yeah. Second pick for me is something that I saw quite a bit as a kid as like a Saturday afternoon movie. It's a 1976 film called Alice Sweet Alice. Oh. Now, you know, I've never seen that movie. Really? I, I don't think I have. Um, I think I started watching it. I think I've tried to watch it a couple times because uh, it was on Shutter or Prime or something like that. Not that I, not, not because I just didn't want to. It's one of those movies that kind of, I just never got a hold of. But like, I've heard a lot about the movie. Since um, yes. since this is 1976, I'm going to spoil the shit out of it for you. Yay! So, um, well, I, I just want to say really quick, I had never seen this movie until this year. Um, Kay's, my girlfriend's brother, we've been trading Blu-rays back and forth, like just buying them on Prime, shipping them to each other. And he's, like, he's kind of a quiet guy, doesn't he talk about movies too, too much <laughs> or go into great detail. But he sent us Alice Sweet Alice and watched it and really, really liked it, and I recommend it. So, some people don't even consider this a slasher. I totally think it is. It has the... Yeah, dude, it has, like, almost the... the What I consider, like, this... For some slashers, like, I am definitely have a pick that's similar to this. That P... It's like a pov style of the killer same with maniac maniac has that too like and i love that i think that has to be at least some part of it there's stalking going on stalking is a huge part of the slasher yeah for sure so with this one it's basically about a broken family the parents are divorced there's two sisters one of the sisters dies in this violent accident and this movie's bookend with deaths inside of a catholic church um her sister is like set on fire dang um and it's actually her sister is actually brooke shields uh she is the youngest sister and alice is a strange child and it sets her up to be troubled and very jealous of her little sister so it like immediately points her fingers at her and it kind of goes through why and she has a very disturbing kind of personality in the films it's like she's just dark very dark little kid the killer um well the killer wears a yellow rain jacket and like a dress and there's a mask, one of those transparent masks that yeah, kind of it was like, like the the lipstick and the eyeshadow. eyeshadow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thought. That's what I thought it was. Yep, that kind of plays into it as well because Alice has that same outfit at the beginning to try to scare her little sister. Keep thinking it's Alice the whole time, you know. And I think the main weapon in here is a knife too. I like this film because of the twist. There's a huge twist at the end that the whole time you're like, there's no way it's not this kid, but you always have these doubts the whole time that it can't be her. Oh, it's got to be her, you know? 
she actually in one part of the film she goes into her neighbor who's this disgusting dude oh yeah god and he's like a perverse kind of like he reminds me of that dude from um street trash the the junkyard worker he's like a big guy just kind of nasty perverted guy oh the the owner the big uh yeah big dude yeah but anyway there's a part where she's like it looks like she's about to kill him she has a knife and then that guy never dies and you're like well this is fucking weird anyway so spoiler alert here it comes and this is why i love this film alice is in fact not the slasher she's not the person it is the maid of father tom one of the uh the priests at the uh the diocese and the church that they're at and her name is mrs tredoni and she is a religious fanatic and she's pissed because her daughter died and she thinks later on after she copes with everything she she thinks that god punishes people by killing their children so then she takes it on herself to do that because she finds this family that's broken the mother father of divorce they're out seeing other people the mother actually has an inf- interesting relationship with Father Tom, which pisses this lady off more. So she mocks Alice's getup and just starts fucking murdering people who are intertwined with that family. She's mainly going after the girls. Um, and the very last kill is, and I think there's, what? how many kills are in here? Maybe like... Somebody look that up for me. Maybe like 10, 15. Anyway. That's a high number. <laughs> that, not, is, that, that is. I don't think it's 10 or 15. Dude. No, maybe not. Maybe I'm getting my other ones. I it's think 15 if it wasn't 34. I, I, would, I think there's six. Alice. There's the sister at the beginning. Later on, you get that fat, gross dude. Uh, you get the, the uncle, the aunt. The dad. The dad. I think is in the neighborhood of six people. Looks like it's only four. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. It is 10 or 15. Ten, whatever, whatever motherfucker. No, four to 15. It's fine. People, people are dying. Um. So, yeah. Uh, the, I love the last killing because Mrs. Trey Donnie is like, she fucking hates the mother and calls her a whore. And at, as she's taking communion, the mom... Uh, Mrs. Tredani comes up and just stabs the priest dead in his throat and kills him. It's Wasn't she awesome. like in love with him or something? I don't know if it was. Or love she thought or... he was like the bee's knees. Yeah, like... because he's he's a priest and she's a very religious uh, person. So very good. It is a very dry film. Um, it's sometimes can be. I remember watching it as a kid and being like, "God damn, this is taking forever," but. Now, just looking at all the intricacies of like how they made things feel like it was Alice the whole time, it was Alice the whole time, makes it a, a fun watch to me. Um, and also, the the very end, you still don't know if Alice is bad or not, because at the very end, she pulls out the knife and the mask out of a bag. Like, even though she didn't do these things, she's still a troubled child. And I thought that was very cool. That is cool, and that's why I love this movie. Yeah. That's what, also what I kind of love about Maniac that I didn't mention is uh, at the end, because I, I don't know why I didn't want to give spoilers, but he dies at the end, and the police find him dead. But when uh, they eventually they cut to him and his eyes open, like 
he's still alive. Was he? Is he dead? Did he really do any of this? I love kind of an open ending, or yeah. you know, even if it is just for shock value. It's like I really like that, and I do. I love the ending of Alice, Sweet Alice. Yeah, Andy, you should watch this. You Damn, I know, like now I'm thinking. I'm like, shit. I need to watch this. I've started to watch it a couple times. Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, not that I was bored or anything like that. Like I. I like the like late seventies, early eighties, like that slasher period. Like maybe something happened, or maybe the copy I had was fucked up, or whatever. I, I f- it feels very much like the time period of Rosemary's Baby. It has that feel. It has the church all encompassing around it. You know, the Catholic Church, which kind of yeah. gives it that vibe. And no, I, I I've, uh, I've seen. Well, I mean, of course, I've seen like the imagery for years with like the the raincoat and the mask. Yep, and for some reason, I always got that confused with like the uh, with "Let's Scare Jessica to Death." For some reason, my mom was like, "That's from that movie," and it's like, "It's not. It's from this because it's even on the fucking box art." So, um, yep, yeah, I need to get on that. That's 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 my bad. Yeah. I'll get and, on that. And they sold Brooke Shields as like the lead of this movie, and she's probably in it what like ten minutes or something. Oh yeah, yeah. like. like- like Blue Lagoon era for her or whatever. Yeah. And the little girl that plays um what is her name? Oh, Alice. Uh she's actually 19 and you could never tell that that girl is 19, 20 years old in that mm-hmm. film. It's crazy. So, she's supposed to be younger. So, it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey. Taglines? Yeah, go ahead. There are several for here for for this movie. A story of unnatural love and unnatural death. <laughs> it's too late for prayers. If you survive this chiller, no nightmare will ever... God damn it, I can't talk today. If you survive this chiller, no nightmare will ever scare you again. Pray for her. Communion is here. There never was a problem, child. Quite like Alice, she'll scare you. Oh, God. She'll scare you, fascinate you, bewitch you in the most what? bizarre, thrilling, and dramatic film of the year. Five stars. Now, that sounds on. like a I, review. I, I, that I, sounds tempting. I got, I got two okay. more. There's fascinate like, me. If you survive Alice, sweet Alice, you'll never be scared again. And if you survive this night, nothing will scare you again. Way to way to just keep saying the same shit. Over yeah, no, that the, was a lot. The Damn. best, the best one was the first one. A story of a natural love. Dot 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 and unnatural death. This yeah, actually, this was supposed to be called Holy Terror originally. And I yeah. like Alice Sweet Alice much better. Yeah, yeah. unnatural and love. There's very, mm. something very interesting. Uh, uh, Linda Miller is in this, and I did not know who Linda Miller was. I mean, I've heard her name, but she is actually Jackie Gleason's daughter, and what? the and uh, and Jason Patrick's. Mother, I was gonna say Michael from fucking Lost yeah, Boys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Jason Patrick. Is it really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Damn, I've been fucking sleeping on this movie. I'll do it. I'll get it. Yeah. I slept on it too, Andy. I, if I hadn't been sent that movie, probably still wouldn't have watched it. Yeah, it's just weird how some of that stuff just—I don't know, man. Like some stuff like that will just fly under the radar for me. I'm like, oh shit. I need to watch that. Oh, shit. I need to watch this. It took me back, man. I watched it on like a, a rainy day, I think, with Kay, and it was it just felt like 
it reminded me of being a kid and being stuck at home. You can't go outside and play, and you're watching it. It's like a TV daytime horror movie. Cause That's it's exactly not too, how I saw it as a kid. It's not like too ghastly at times. So it, it really reminded me of that. It was very nostalgic for me. I like that term, ghastly. Ghastly. Alice, sweet Alice. Not as ghastly as you'd think. Yeah. Okay, so my second pick in this cavalcade of ghastliness. Uh, so this is going to be part two of my uh, accidental North Carolina uh, slasher block. This one takes place, was filmed in Atlantic Beach, North Carolina. And this is 1984's The Mutilator, or the other word, or the other title is Fall Break, which is the opening title of, it says Fall Break really big on the screen, like really blue, like kind of like she, she, she letters. And the song is awful, like at the beginning, because it's called, it's called Fall Break, Fall You can insert the song right here if you want to, <laughs> or part of the song. Um, so basically it's the 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 what the movie is described as is a college student who accidentally killed his mother as a child decides to take his friends to his father's fishing cabin during fall break not knowing that his crazed father is stalking the place so basically it it starts off with like a uh you know your your origin scene um you know the kids like it's a small kid cleaning his father's guns on his father's birthday. So he doesn't, so the dad doesn't have to, I guess. So it shows the kid cleaning a gun, like looking down the barrel of the gun. And it's just like, doot, doot, doot. and the mom is like in the kitchen, uh, like fixing food or fixing a birthday cake. And then of course all the rifles are loaded. Duh. And then he pulls the trigger and shoots through the door and you know blows a hole in his mom. Dad comes home from hunting. He walks into this and He's like, oh, that's a bummer. And then goes and like hits the child. And then dad like grabs the mom and puts him on the puts her on the couch. And then he starts drinking Jack Daniels. Anyway, so <laughs> it, it, it which is what you do. <clears throat> so it follows these kids and they're in college, I guess. I don't know. Like yeah. the acting in this movie, like the, the actors, it's it's painful to watch sometimes. And if they are in high school, they look like they're in their almost 30s. Yeah, they look like they look like they're at least ranging in ages of like 28 to 33. One guy looks like he's like 36 years old. Um so they're basically, you know, these kids like what are we going to do for fall break? And it's funny, this is like the best line from the movie. There's this girl and she's sitting at the table talking it's, it's she's part of the she's part of the group. And as she's saying this, she's like blinking her eyes a lot. And she says, I'm going to set a new high score on the video game machine. And <laughs> it's like she's having a stroke while she's saying it. Oh, my God. Anyway, so the lead kid. That triggers like, me. Yeah. It, like, lover of video games. So the lead kid, he's like, my dad wants me to go shut down his fishing cabin uh, for the fall. I have to go there and turn off the the water, the power, blah, 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 whatever. So they all, they're like, we have got shit else to do. So let's go out there. Let's go to fucking North Carolina and do this. And so they all go out there and like, they're all drinking like fucking natural light and shit, which is like, that's really weird. Do people and drink that anymore? I, yeah. Well, they don't call it. It's called like natty, natty daddies. They, they smash oh, yeah, natty daddies right. now. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I think I drank one like two years ago just for fun. And it's not fun at all. It's not good for the body. And so they they all go out there 
and they're all it's the, it's your same old shit you know a bunch of teenagers and they're out there and they are like teens trying to fuck each other at the beach and they're all drinking and it's like they get out there it turns out that you know dad is like this crazy this crazy alcoholic hunter slash fisherman slash you know murderer of a man that he had pictured so they're like in the house and there's like all these trophies and the son's like oh my dad doesn't fish for food he just he's a big game hunter and he just collects you know trophies and the guy like pulls down a picture off the wall and it's just a man on a dock and his stomach's cut open and he's just dead from a boat motor he's like oh my dad hit him with the boat motor and the, guy, the guy's like he's like yeah he just he hit him and you're no one's like reacting like hey your dad murdered a stranger and took a picture of it and it's framed on the wall and they're just like oh, oh i'm hungry <laughs> let's go have sex in the toilet and so like Ooh. they are just kind of walking around the house and you know whatever and beer drinking ensues you know finger banging ensues doing all this stuff and they realize that that it shows like the father spoiler alert the father is in the house under the house with an axe with this weird like um medieval axe situation and he's having you're watching him dream about killing his son as a child and so like the kids they start pairing off as you do in a slasher movie because that's the best thing to do and, and they try and to all horror movies you all of them because yeah. that's you're gonna come right back from that so they're all trying to have sex and and they wander off and then they go and then they're they're just getting picked off one by one um well two by two sometimes um but the movie itself it's really good gore actually for what the movie is. The, the, the one thing I will give it is it's got really good gore in it. I think um, like the movies, the acting sucks. I mean, it doesn't like suck, suck. Doesn't like things suck, um, but like it does kind of suck, but the kills and like the weird, just the locations and how everything is, it's, it's pretty rad. Um, some of, this, some of this looks like a beer commercial. Oh, no, it does look like a beer commercial. And the amount of beer, of shitty beer that they're drinking, I'm surprised that at the end of it, it wasn't just like, if you watch this movie, we'll send you a natural light T-shirt or <laughs> some shit like that. Or we'll send you like a six pack. Um, like the kills in the movie are cool. You see a dude get fucking like chopped up with a, a, a he's got a boat motor. The, da the dad's got a boat motor. Just, he's holding it like a chainsaw and just killing this fucking dude. Uh you get like a pitchfork to the throat, like kind of like in the prowler, but not in the stomach. Um, you get this one. And so like, he's got this huge fishing hook. It's called like a, um, a gaff or whatever that fishermen use to, you know, get big tuna out of the water. So it's like a, basically a fishing hook. that's like super big. He gets this girl on a workbench and he takes the hook and he like jams it between her legs, like through her, you know, her, her situation. And then it goes like out of her stomach. So he like basically hooks her and it shows it. You know, she's like, like, like that that's, is fucking that's brutal, man. Yeah, that's really brutal. And she's not reacting the way that you would think that someone getting like pretty much just fish hooked, literally fish hooked, literally through your, your, uh, your, your, your lady bits. She's kind of like, oh, this is, oh, oh, what a, I've got a, tummy, <laughs> I've got a bit of a tummy ache and yikes. Um, 
but yeah, so it, it culminates with, you know, the, the dad being the killer and he's trying to kill the kid. It's not really explained why. And the, the dad's just crazy and he's killing all of his friends. And then like the co- cop comes at the end and then the dad gets backed over and then chops the dad in half. And you see like his body fall apart after the girl like backs away from the car. And it looks really cool. Like it looks super rad. And you just see like fucking rad guts and like the, he's like, Bleh. and then the, the cop comes and the dad wakes up, you know, he's like been cut in half. And he's got the battle axe. And he's like, Shaka! and like cuts off the cop's legs. And the dad's like laughing while he's like dying from being cut in half. It's like, ha, 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 I'm dying. I, I buried you, my son. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, I like it. Um, I don't love it. I think it's a really cool slasher idea. Um, being again in the eighties that it was, um, I think it's a lot of fun. The song is awful and it's very like upbeat, like fall break, fall break. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they sell um, that in this movie. Oh, yeah. big time, big time. And the fact also it was filmed uh, in North Carolina, I think it's really fun. Uh, but yeah, just the kills itself, I think, make it worth it. And also, like during the um, during the the credits at the end, it shows like bloopers and outtakes. So it kind of like takes you out of the world. I mean, you're not really in that world. If you're like super in that world, then you're stupid. But yeah, <laughs> and it, it's like bloopers at the end. You're like, oh, that's oh, that's silly. That kid, that kid isn't dead. What a silly Billy. That's awesome. Um, I love when movies do that. But yeah, it also one of the guys' lines in there leads to saying that if there's enough chlorine in a pool, then um, you can't get genital herpes from having sex <laughs> in said pool. So, you know, it's, it's teaching stuff. So Hell get yeah. that. Is that true? Go dip your uh, your your herpes balls in. Somebody some do research on it. Like, herpes dies right when it hits chlorine in air. Duh. That's what they say in North Carolina. That's how we do it, man. You'd be fucking in a pool. Ain't no herpes. I mean, you might get a yeast infection from that pool, but you know, hey, man, whatever. But yeah, so it's a good time. It's good. It's it's good for at least a one watch. Um, it's it, at least for the fishing hook uh, kill scene. I think. Yeah, yeah. I have seen this one, and it's kind of one of those. It's just like kind of comforting to put on in the background if you like that sort of thing. You know? Exactly. That's exact. Yeah. That's that's what I normally do. Which it's just is the like, same. Thing I'll play video game. games and have that on and be watching it, and you know it's cheesy and you know pretty much the same as all the other slashers. Yeah, yeah. It's like you hang out with your dudes, or you know, you sit around drinking, or you know, whatever, and you throw it on, you you fuck around with it. And... Dustin, you got taglines for this one because I like the tagline on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me give me a second to pull it up. <clears throat> the one, the one on the movie cover is. Awesome. Well, first off, I have a couple things to say. I've never seen this movie before. Aren't they? Tr- haven't they been trying to crowdfund a second one? Yes, they have been actually. Because um, I know, like almost at every Mad Monster party, uh, a couple of the people from Mutilator or had something to do with it are always there signing autographs, trying to crowdfund the second one. Yeah, they they have been for a while. Um, I can't remember. I never can remember that dude's name. The dude who runs Myers House in North Carolina. Um, he does that uh, shot. What's it called? Shot on set or whatever. He goes to like the locations or whatever. But, well, I uh, think about a year ago um, or a year and a half ago, he went to the the Mutilator House, like where it was in North Carolina, and like showed the movie. Had a whole big 
uh, thing out there for like the anniversary of it. And I think they were working on that too, like trying to get part two done. Awesome. Well, um, here's some, the, there's three taglines for the movie. I'll save y'all's favorite for last. Now that I know ah. what it is. Okay. <laughs> a vacation that became a nightmare. Their horrifying vacation was no day at the beach. <laughs> and then this is the best one. Buy pick, buy axe, buy sword. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, that's that's another one of those movies where like the box art is looks a lot fucking better than the uh, than the movie is. Yeah, yeah, uh, the cover for it does look awesome. Yeah, that's how they get you. You're like, oh, that looks really cool, and you get it. You're like, damn it. <laughs> one of these times we're gonna do a box art episode. All right, Dustin, your final one. Okay, so my final pick once again. I went to Google. For the, for this information, and this was under a subgenre called indie slashers, or no, actually, this one was splatter slasher. Ooh, and I'm serious now. It's Splatter. a movie. It's a movie I love that I was fortunate enough to get to see in theaters when it came out. Like, I grew up in Mount Airy, which I'm so surprised this came to the theater there. It was only there for like two day, like a weekend maybe, and I I got the poster for it. Like, they would do a thing like. They would auction off the posters. It was a silent auction. You just write in. You'd have to like drive to the theater and like try to outbid someone else. And I guess after like a month, they'd decide who won. And I was actually in military school, and my mom went. They called, and I'd won that poster, and she picked it up for me. Thank God she didn't open it up. She probably would have thrown it in the trash at that time. (laughs) This is the beast. Yeah. So, uh, my final pick for this episode is high tension oh awesome i love this movie it's very short it's to the point it's got a fairly cool twist to it is gruesome as hell is very very gory um yeah just all around love it it's it's a french film and they dubbed it in english and released it in theaters and it's kind of it holds up either way you want to do it like even the english overdub doesn't look that bad like it almost syncs up more it syncs up a little better than most movies that are dubbed in english but um it's also known as switchblade romance which i i think is a really cool name too um and here's just a a brief imdb (laughs) plot summary for you best friends marie and alexia decide to spend a quiet weekend at Alexia's parents' secluded farmhouse. But on the night of their arrival, the girl's idyllic getaway turns into an endless night of horror. So, yes, it's about your two main characters, Marie and Alexia, and the English one, they just call her Alex. Um, They're, like, on a little road trip together to go uh, stay a while with Alex's parents, who are super awesome, and she has a little brother. They have a big farmhouse. And, like, along the way, it kind of cuts to this side character who's, you know, driving this crazy old, like, truck van thing. It looks creepy. He's, like, wearing big, like, coverall, uh, overall type. What are they called? It's like over, like, uh, like. Coveralls? It's like a work, like work overalls. Workeralls. Yeah, like, and he's just dirty and nasty looking. He looks fucking crazy. And that kind of, uh, he kind of looks like Joe Spinell a little bit, like just that 
like just nasty looking dude. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. He's mixed pla- with David Carradine. Yeah, he's he's uh he's played by the late Felipe Nahan, and he's only credited in this film as La Tiur, which translates to uh the killer. And when he even opens up on him, they like pass by him, and he's like in in his truck, and he's like moaning. And then next thing you see is he throws a severed head out the window, and you can only assume that he was fucking a decapitated head. And so that's nasty right from the start. <laughs> and and they they get look. to yeah they get to uh, the uh, country the 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 country house. On the farm side, um, and, and Ale- I'm just gonna call her Alex. Um, that's Alex's family's uh, home, where they're both welcomed with loving arms, and you know they're like having a big get together. They get you know getting to know each other, but getting welcomed in is kind of later in the day. And the killer shows up, murders the entire family, uh, and takes. Um, Alex with with him and Marie is, is like it's her mission to like find him because that's her best friend them save her kind of talk at the beginning of the film between Alex and Marie about guys and wrote romantic entanglements and Alex just kind of seems to be you know uh, playing the field a little bit exploring her options she's not tied down and Marie but even though she's talking about like, oh, like, I can't remember. Like, oh, I was with Billy. He's okay, but not for me kind of thing. And Marie, it just seems like over the overprotective friend. And so throughout the film, they uh, Marie keeps getting close to saving Alex. The killer keeps getting away until they have their big altercations, which just leave... Uh, uh, Marie just ripped the fuck apart. She is just shredded by the end of this movie. But um, I guess, uh, should I do the twist? Should I reveal the I mean, this came out in 2003. It's been almost 20 years. Yeah, do it. Do the twist. All right, so the twist is, she, uh, Alex is, excuse me, Marie is in love with Alex. And... It turns out she is actually the killer. She's just manifested this vision of the killer that we see as the audience, who kills all of uh, Alex's family, kills like a gas station attendant, anybody that stands in their way. That's like becomes the chant of Marie, like no one, no one will ever separate us again. No one will ever take you away from me again. Kind of, kind of stuff. Very similar, kind of to maniac. And also, there is some cool that uh, like. I feel like it, it's a plus for a slasher film if there's a straight razor, and there is a straight razor. There at least yeah. has to be a knife. So he has a straight razor in this one. He has an assortment of weapons. It doesn't really make sense. It, like, we don't know what's real and what's not real by the end of the movie, except that Alex, ha- excuse me, Marie has killed all these people and is trying to, in her mind, save Alex and convince her, like, look, I'm your savior. I love you. No one else matters but you and me together. And, yeah, it's just a brutal, brutal love story, hence the other name, Switchblade Romance. Um, the cool tie-in I have with this is the uh, director of this film is uh, Alexandra Aja, and he produced the Maniac remake, in 2012 with Elijah Wood, which I also think 
it, uh, like when it comes to remakes, I'm not normally a fan of, but I think the Maniac remake is a very good remake. I don't know if it, I would go as far as to say it's better than the original or anything like that, but it's very good. It has an amazing score. Mm-hmm. For the most part, some good practical special effects. I think Elijah Wood did great. For me, it got me reinterested in his career because he that was like kind of his breakaway back into like, look, I'm really into horror, guys. So yeah, and he like has, has his own production company and all that shit. Right, and it, he was just great, very convincing in it. Like, and I I remember uh, cutting back to high tension. I had seen Saw in theaters, and once Saw came out on DVD, Lionsgate as a promotional thing, the Walmart copy of Saw came with a bonus disc that had a sneak peek at high tension. And uh, it had, like, this whole big scene that was a fight between Marie and the killer that is I shouldn't have not seen as young as I was at that time. I was probably, like, 14, <laughs> 15. And it was brutal as hell. I, it was just great. It got me immediately interested in it and had to see it. Still have that movie poster I talked about. And it kind of, and I like the cover of the movie and the poster I have, which is uh, Marie, the main character, just standing like post up with a, uh, a fence post wrapped in barbed wire. And it just looks like, to me, if I'd never seen the film, like, oh shit, this is about a women's revenge type movie. And this chick is about to kick ass in a major way. And she does uh, for the most part of the movie, but then you find out uh, she's the one that's been, I guess, kicking everybody's ass, even her own ass. <laughs> I'm kicking my ass. I'm kicking my own ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and uh, that director, he went on to do some other things that um, he did the uh, Hills Have Eyes remake, and um, he did Piranha 3D, a remake, which. I enjoyed Piranha 3D. I love I that. It, this is, the the I, dick comes off. Yeah, I saw okay. it in 3D in theaters, <laughs> and that dick did float out at me. It was it was I really funny, it. man. I um, love it. And I, he still he has some other movies. I haven't kept up with him that much, but I think it's cool to see, like, you know, obviously his career has mainly been horror. He stuck with it. And even if he's not directing it, he's producing it. And that Maniac remake was really something special to me that I mm-hmm. was expecting to suck ass, and it really uh, blew my mind. I watched it recently. It still holds up. And it did something that the original didn't do. Like, you know, the co- uh, most of the time with these 80s and earlier films, the cover of the movie, like which oftentimes is what entices you to watch the movie, you never see anything like that in the actual movie. So, you know, that Maniac cover, the original, is so uh, iconic to me, and they never had that scene at all in the movie, and they did the scene and the remake, which is really cool, and they kept the same... it's cool. ...kept the same tagline. It's cool. They did it cool, like an homage. They did it in a reflection. Right, a reflection of a car after he, he scalped a woman. And um, before I close out, and you guys uh, give me your opinions of High Tension, because I'm assuming both of you have seen it, um, I'll do the taglines really quick. Someone is hunting for everyone around her. Love hurts. And finally, hearts will bleed. Yeah, I've seen this. It's it's a good movie. Um, I was surprised by the end. There's a lot of good action-y kind of killing stuff going on in here. And I think it was also kind of like, I mean, on Shudder right now, they have like a uh, French horror section. And I think it was like one of those 
first ones to open up this, you know, I get, I th I'm sure it gets lumped into what, what's it called? The, uh, torture porn type of, uh, sub genre or whatever. Oh, but, hostile and yeah. Like, but in the, the French section on shutter, it, it's like lumped in there with like, uh, other movies I really like, like frontiers and inside, um, martyrs, martyrs. Yeah. Like it. So, I believe it's still on Shutter. I'm checking right now um, if anyone has that. Um, well, I guess it's not on there. But you can I think find it's on it, Hulu right now. You can find it somewhere. Even if you went and bought it on Blu-ray, it's really, really cheap. I I remember the last time I bought it, it was probably like in a Best Buy six ninety nine Blu-ray bin or something. And it's and, and like I said, it's a very short. It's like eighty something minutes. It goes by really, really quick. It it doesn't have really any lag time. Then the uh, another thing I love the special effects they're all practical. You see this dude get his head taken off like he the killer shoves the dad's head in between two stair banisters and then takes like it was either a big shelf or a piano and just rams it right through it. It takes that head off. Yeah, it was like a big uh like a like a cupboard like a big uh, big cupboard dresser thing and he just smashes it into him. It's gr um, gruesome as hell, man. This movie, I it. I love it, and I just and I also love this like movies too, where it's, you know for the majority of the film until you find out that uh, Marie's the killer, the killer's just seemingly killing for no reason. He's just, yep, uh, I've y'all happen to be out near this cornfield. I was getting head from a <laughs> you, you saw know, me, you seen me, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you saw me. Now it's your your turn. You're next. And I love the ending too. Uh, they have Marie in like confinement, and uh, Alex goes to see her, and they're like she's looking at her through like one way glass window, and uh, she's just staring at her. And then it's like almost like uh, Marie can sense her there, and she even she's chained to like a bed, and she like reaches out to her. That's the final scene of the film. It's I, I think it's badass. I love it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um. I've only seen this movie twice. Uh, first when it came out and then like another time after that. I remember the beginning scene, like that whole, you know, the house killings. That shit was brutal as fuck. And I actually watched the beginning scene a couple weeks ago uh, just because I was like, shit, I haven't seen that in a long time. And man, it's really good. Like, it's just brutal. And you see the blood. You hear uh, just people getting just stabbed and just fucked up. And I like how they show, or, they, or actually they don't show so much the killer. Uh, you you see him, but they kind of shadow his face in a way. Like you can make out like the shapes, but you can't see like a full on like, boop, like, hello. But um, yeah, you're right. He, wear, he wears a baseball hat most of the time. And it's kind of just like overshadowed. Uh, like there's, it's it's a dark. They got a filter on this movie, like an early Instagram filter, made this shit look dirty. Yeah, my so You can't really see him very very well until the end when uh, he gets hit in the head and knocks his hat off, and then you see this crazy bastard who's been in. Uh, he's been in over almost three hundred movies, like two hundred sixty something. I think I saw on IMDb, and he uh, he he plays some pretty weird characters. Like he's in some Gaspar No movies, uh, I Stand Alone, and Carne and the beginning of irreversible it's uh yeah he's he's an interesting actor and it looks crazy as hell yeah yeah it's a good one um any any scene where they show up you know 
severed head fellatio I'm, I'm down for for my young mind i was like you know that was uh very very shocking and i still think it is i showed it to Kay like last year sometime and we're you know uh, it's not the best you know i don't think it's like a mind-blowing movie but it's still pretty cool and not uh, even though i feel like it's everywhere I'll, not a lot of people know about it don't watch it look for high tension or hot hot, hot tension hot yeah tension. hot tension all right, that well, I guess that concludes it for the episode, the first episode back in the first episode of our uh, summer, summer slasher, slasher series. Yeah, thanks everybody for checking us out, listening, coming back to us for season two. We got some really we good. We miss you. We love you. Some really cool ideas for this season. So stick around. Mm-hmm.